Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Hello and welcome to the Stepping Out Bonus Challenge. Today is day nine and I'll be talking about dementia, a carer's story. So welcome to those of you who are new to the challenge and new to the podcast. For the month of October, I'm doing um, 31 additional posts, they're bonus posts. I normally post um, two times a week but for the month of October, I'm looking at different challenges I've done over the years and looking at some of the insights and inspirations that I've got from them. So today I'm going to be talking about dementia and being a carer. And I did a series called the A to Z of dementia, a carer's story. So it's funny when you talk about a challenge within a challenge um, but the A to Z challenge that I did in 2012 was probably the first time that I really thought about my situation as a carer and what it meant to me and seeing my mother living with dementia. When you fast forward to 2018 There's so many additional things that I've learned since then and so many um, new situations such as me moving, mum having to go into a home, which I will cover at some time. But what I'm finding is that um, it takes a while for, for me to be able to process the emotional impact of that particular situation. So I'm still processing what it means to have mum in a home. And so that will take a bit of time to come out, but it will come out because there are things, these are things that we have to talk about. These are the emotions that we have to deal with um, for us to have healing, inner healing, and also to be able to be help to a better help to those that we care for. So I never thought about myself in the midst of it, of being a carer or considered how I really felt, but I knew that I had a job to do. And so I set about doing it the best way I knew how to. So there was no emotional manual. The dementia seemed to catch us off guard. There was no calling card or preparation. I mean, obviously you have the organizations that had information, but it was just like, I don't know, from dealing with it to kind of reading, you know, what somebody says on a blog and I'm doing the same thing, I guess, you know, but I guess talking about it is, is it well, it helps me and I know that it's helped other people but sometimes it's hard to read a booklet of what you should do as opposed to speaking to somebody who has gone through the same thing and so can kind of sit down and have a a conversation with you. 
One day, suddenly it seemed like things were different. Mum was acting weird, not glaringly so, but she was saying things that made us wonder briefly, you know, was something up or, you know, that, hmm, I wonder why mum said that. But we never twigged, we just brushed it off. You know, and I think, I remember thinking, I hope that there is nothing wrong with mum. And I put it to the back of my mind. But I knew that something was off, but I just hoped it was nothing, you know. I mean, my father had had not too long passed and it was just like, perhaps she was just dealing and processing that. I remember going up to mum's local chemist to buy something for her and the pharmacist handed me a shopping bag and I thought, hmm, that's weird, you know. Um, he said mum had forgotten it in the store on Friday and it was now Tuesday. And I thought to myself, but you know, mum's been getting her prescription here for the longest time. Couldn't you have just dropped it off or, you know, rung her? And I looked in the bag and I could see amongst the shop, there was bread, there was a pint of milk and the milk had curdled. And I thought to myself, why didn't he put it in the fridge? You know, why couldn't he have rung the house and said, and I thought, you know, that was just so, well, I just thought, you know, in hindsight, when I think back, there were many people who were on the periphery of mum's life who noted things, who saw things that we were too close to see, but never alerted the family. And they just watched things unfold as if watching a reality TV show and we were the unknowing participants. I mean, there was even one instance where mum used to go to a daycare centre and um, we had somebody at that point, somebody was supposed to be there when mum got home. And it turned out that practically every day this woman was late. Mum would arrive at four o'clock, but she would arrive at half four. So they or they would see her, um, they would either see her come in as they left and drove down the road. So obviously mum was there, they had to let mum in and they had to make sure she was, you know, comfortable, took her coat off. But this woman was late practically all the time. And it wasn't until something else happened with this lady. And I was saying to them, you know, these things have been happening. And they turned around and said, oh yeah, you know, well, she's normally late anyway. And I was just like, why didn't you say? And it was just like, oh, we didn't want her to get into trouble. And it was just like, but mum is the priority. And it was just such, it was just such a difficult time, you know, knowing that people knew things, but didn't say. Um, and the whole thing was hard to deal with. My son was five at the time. And um, I would have to deal with the emotional impact of mum not wanting us to leave you know, when we'd go and visit at the weekend. So Sunday we would, you know, be getting ready to go home and she didn't want us to leave. I didn't want to leave, but I had to, you know, my son had to go to uh, school or um, there was nursery at one point. Um, and I had to go to work and university. And I just prayed that whatever was happening would just go away and mum would be safe but it didn't go away. And I had to start staying with her as she couldn't be left on her own. So um, mum lived about 45 minutes away from me and that, 
you know, was was becoming difficult because I would then, so my son had started school and I was then leaving at about seven o'clock to get to mum's. My son was getting ready for bed and it was just like, he was saying, well, you know, mum, why do you have to go? You know, why can't you stay here? And it was just like, mum needs me. Mum needed me and he needed me. And it was just like, it was a horrible situation to deal with. Um, and I think I felt several things. I felt responsible that I had to look up, you know, I had to look after mum. I, I wanted to look after mum. I didn't want her to be on her own. And I felt annoyed because part of me didn't want to take on this role, this carer's role. And over the years, there were many inner casualties that I had to deal with as I tried to navigate being a carer and holding on to who I was. So I began writing and it was an outlet for me. And I had so many things to say about how I felt, so many things that I had learned. And it was good to get things down on paper and to begin to process. And I feel that whatever your situation is, it's important to find others that you can share your story with as the inner stresses can often lead to outward physical symptoms that manifest, you know, from the stress of not talking about how it's affecting you, you know, things like ulcers, growths, cancers even. I mean, stress is, is such a, it can be such a killer. Um, and it's something that we have to meet head on and we have to deal with, we have to find outlets for. So part of doing the A to Z challenge helped me put things down that I thought not only helped me, but could help others as well. And not just in my local area, but from around the world. And as I posted on my blog, I would have, you know, comments from people who were all around the world who, you know, said how this helped them or they had been dealing with the same thing and they were able to share and comment and, you know, start the process for themselves. So check out some of the posts on the blog. Um, there are several posts connected to the dementia carer's story. And as I say, I go through, you know, the A to Z, A for Alzheimer's, B for behavior, C for carer, D for dependent, and so on. And um, I will continue sharing tomorrow and I'd love you to come back and spend some time. Tomorrow I'm going to look at some resources that I've brought that I found that was useful and other things that I've been doing as a result of, you know, sharing my story and um, just trying to be present in the moment. So are you or have you been a carer and what is your experience been like? Do you know somebody who is a carer or has been a carer? Have you spoken to them about it? Have you talked about your own situation? Um, who have you shared with? Are you the sort that would ask for help or do you do it all yourself? Do you keep everything locked in? We cannot carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, on ourselves. And sometimes in your stepping out, you have to ask for the help 
that you need. So as I said, tomorrow I'll share the second part from my carer's story and I hope during this month that you find time to challenge the way you currently do things. Try and be creative and stretch yourself out of your comfort zone. So why not join me each day for the rest of October as we dive into some exciting challenges and look at ways in which they can impact on your life. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's never too late to start. The main thing is to take one step at a time and do something that you find interesting. So check out some of the resources that I've listed on the blog. I'll list them down here in the profile and I look forward to seeing you. So take care for now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.